two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now, here are your boys, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. That's right, we back and we got a new name. Yes, what is the spread, baby? What's the spread is the name of the podcast. You know we are here with it. The house is no more. It will always have a very special place in my heart. We will always be living in that house. Man. But it was uh, it was time for a change. Times have changed. New, You know, they say, it's a new beginning. That's us. And Miles, what better way to bring in a new name change than to talk about sports? Miles, what is the spread? What did we do last week when we were the artist formerly known as The House? The House, yes. Okay, so we had a pretty good week last week. We're going to start uh, in college football. We agreed on, well, first of all, we agreed on all the games last week. Eight out of eight games we agreed. Uh, we were two and two in college football. We'll always take that. Let's see where we went wrong and where we went right. Uh, first of all, Oregon and Washington State, the game day game. The Cougars come out firing. They win the game 34-20. to I mean, they were up 27 nothing at the half. Uh, so they cover the three-point spread. We both had Oregon in that game. Dude, they held Justin Herbert. They made Justin Herbert look like a high school quarterback and especially if Justin if you take away Justin Herbert's late game push they could have held him under 150 yards big win for the Cougs we'll be talking about them here in a little bit uh Michigan Michigan State really good win for both of us there uh large spread for Michigan at seven and a half but they cover road yes dominate the Spartans (laughs) dude they held the Spartan to under 100 yards um I, I don't know if that defense is really that good or Michigan State's really that bad offensively but great win for us and the next one was the flop of the week. I mean, Clemson just comes out, and it wasn't even a contest with NC State. 41-7, to they easily covered the 16.5-point spread. You and I both had NC State covering that game, uh, really in part because of how well Ryan Finley played in this game last year. And, you know, to be honest, in all fairness to Ryan Finley, if the stats don't look like he played well, but he didn't do anything wrong, really. Like, his receivers just kept dropping wide-open pass after wide-open pass, and it looked like the stage might have been too big for NC State at this moment. Agreed there. Uh, great win to end in college. Utah, six and a half point favorites at home. They win the game 41 to 28 over USC. So it went for both of us. And Everything we said that would happen there did happen. Yep. And JT Daniels got knocked out of the game. Yep. All right. Moving on to where we had a lot of success. We were a combined 3 0 and 1 in the NFL. Love seeing that. Yes. Especially uh, given how tricky the NFL has been this season. Starting with the Patriots minus four at the Bears. How is it that, Brad, that whenever we talk about the Patriots on this show, I always feel like we win. Yes. I always feel like because because we never bet against the Patriots. We, and we never take the Patriots in stupid situations, like where the line might be 14, 17. This line was, in my opinion, way too low. I know what they won by seven or eight. Uh, good win there for the Patriots. Easy win for both of us. Another easy win here. How about this? Vikings minus four at Jets. We took another easy road favorite. Yeah. Another win. Yep. This next one here, I want to say, Browns at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers gave me the heart attack of a lifetime. We pushed here. Buccaneers were a three-point favorite. And, you know, at one point, it looked like I was going to easily cover. At one point, it looked like you were going to easily cover. And we we didn't cover. We pushed. And we'll take a push. It's better than a win sometimes. Always fun when we – I'm sorry. I I misspoke because I forgot this is the one we disagreed on. I had the Browns plus three. Always fun when that turns into a push. Yes, it's awesome. And then finally, uh, the easiest win of the weekend, and we said that on the podcast last week, guys. I hope you took Chiefs minus six and a half because the Bengals wilt under the primetime lights. Every single time, 
never fails. You know you're doing bad when uh, you got your no offense. You got Jeff Driscoll out there playing uh, playing quarterback to end the game. It's either you're doing real good or real bad and against the Chiefs. That's really bad. Miles, let's talk about college football. One of the most exciting games. This is probably the most exciting this game has been in a very long time. Uh, both teams with a winning record, which I mean I haven't seen that in a while. I think last year Georgia was like I mean Florida was uh, had a losing record the year before that. Georgia was at 500. We have the Florida-Georgia game. Number nine, Florida versus number seven, Georgia. And Georgia is a seven-point favorite. College game day in Jacksonville for this one. I'll tell you right now, the trends on at the outset, the trends will tell you to take Florida. Florida, 12-7-1 against the spread in their last 20 against Georgia. 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games. That's this season since playing Kentucky. So not only is Florida on a big winning streak, but they're covering in all those games. And finally, 3-1 against the spread in the last four against Georgia. But, Brad, I still cannot put my money on Florida just yet. No. At this point. And I'm just talking about from like the perspective of Florida as a program. Let, you know, yeah, are they playing well this season? Yes, but I'm not I'm I'm just not ready for it. So my money's going on Georgia here, minus seven. Miles, you know, for the longest time. You know, I was like, man, Florida's doing so good. But to be honest, they weren't covering against good offensive teams. And Georgia's a good offensive team. They're struggling compared to last year. And another thing that really confused me is you hear how good this Florida defense is. But look at the rankings of this Georgia defense that's getting way less love than the Florida defense. 12th in the nation in total score. 12th in the nation in total passing. 47th in the nation in rush yards while Florida's 71. We got 54... Uh, in the nation, time on the field. Well, Florida is 84, which shows you that Florida's offense is really shaky. Yards per play, they're beating Florida here. Miles, forget Florida's six and one. Forget their six and one against the spread. Forget their five and zero oh in their against the spread in their last games. You know what's really, really making me want to bet um, Georgia? Georgia has two trends that I like a lot. Well, I guess I'll say three. Last year, Georgia won this game easily, 42-7. Georgia's really good. In neutral site games, and they're four, they're four and five against four out of the last five covers against teams with winning records. And you might say Georgia's oh three and four, three and four against the spread this season. Miles, look at the games that they didn't cover. Like the one was a loss, sure, but they didn't cover versus Tennessee, a team who they beat by twenty six points. They didn't cover versus Mizzou, a team that they beat by. 14 points. They didn't cover team against Austin P, who the team who they beat by forty five points. You see where I'm going there? Yeah, and fact of the matter is, if you take away the LSU game from both of these teams, then Georgia is the easy team to bet on. Yeah. Georgia gets outmatched by LSU. Florida gets a win against LSU at home. Uh, but I just feel like at this point, and Georgia, are they both coming off a bye? I think just Georgia's coming off a bye. Uh, I think Florida's Felipe coming Franks, off a bye. Yeah, I think Felipe Franks is outmatched. Here. And to be honest, Miles, if. Georgia doesn't lose that game. Georgia's stream, steaming in here with a thirteen point, uh, thirteen points on laying on this on this game. And you know another thing what I really love is fading the public. About sixty percent of the public is on Florida plus seven. I'm Georgia all the way. Yeah, and and I think it's a it's an attractive bet because everyone's expecting a close game here. Yeah. Again, it's like that game day effect. Uh, it got us last time because Washington State came out. But we're talking about a neutral field here. We're not yeah. there, there is no home field advantage. Uh, so in my opinion, you put Georgia and Florida. At the, at the beginning of the year, if I would have told you you put Georgia-Florida on a neutral field, you're going to take Georgia every time. Every single time. All right. Why would, why would we change now? Yeah, Because exactly. Georgia had one bad game. And I think that's an important point, all right? 
I'm banking on the fact that Georgia just had one bad game. Yes. That's, it, it, there's, there's a lot that goes into this. Like I said, just not ready to bet on Florida here. I don't think that they're ready for the big time. I'm not going to take away their, their big win against LSU. Yep. But to be competitive in the SEC, you got to win these games week in and week out. That's what I don't think they're ready for. Georgia is. If Florida comes out and they play the first half like they played against the sorry Vanderbilt team, they will get ran out right. of the stadium. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and another good point, you can't afford a slow start. So, I got Georgia by seven. Miles, this next game, number 18 versus number, at number 17, Penn State. Penn State laying five and a half points. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. When I first started to analyze this game, all I was thinking, trap game. Trap game. What do you think? Okay, so Iowa has a chance to take the West this year. And by the way, I was looking at the standings for the Big Ten West. We got four teams, all with one loss in that division. Yep. Unbelievable. Northwestern at the top at 4-1. and one. You got Wisconsin with one loss. Purdue with one loss. Iowa with one loss. Who would have thought? Yeah. So the West is looking much more competitive this year than they have in years past. Penn State's struggling. Uh, Iowa's coming in here as a five and a half point underdog with one of the best defenses in the country. Now you can tell me all you want that they haven't really played anybody yet. And I would agree with that, but that doesn't really affect defensive numbers for me. If you're dominant defensively, then you just are dominant defensively. Yes. A really good point uh, of that is last week, Penn state really, really struggled against the Michigan state uh, two weeks ago against the Michigan state run defense. Yes. One of the best in the country. They had not played anybody up to that point. But they still contained Miles Sanders, and that's the reason that they were able to get the win. So where are you going? I'm going Iowa, plus five and a half here. I think it's going to be a close game. I think that uh, Penn State wins the game. Uh, But And also remember, last year, uh, Iowa almost beat Penn State uh, 21-19, a much better Penn State team last year. They were at home for that one. But I think five and a half is a lot the way that the Iowa defense is playing. And also, I haven't been impressed with the the Penn Penn State can't find their passing game. No. McSorley's been good on the ground. Miles Sanders has been good on the ground. But this is just a much different Penn State offense than we saw in years past. The loss of Deshaun Hamilton and Mike Kosicki really did affect them, as we thought it would. Miles and, uh, oh, man. You know, Penn State tends to show up in big games. I'm going to go with Penn State here, minus five and a half. And that's only because I don't care what anybody says. My man Nate Stanley threw for 86 yards and one touchdown and won the game in a shutout last year, last week. That's the only thing I need. Penn State shows it for big home games. And Nate Stanley is not all there he's cracked up to be. The man's having a good season. So don't think that I'm dogging him. And part of me just wanted to go against the grain here because I was 100% undecided. But I'll take the team. I'll take Penn State in the big game. It helps Iowa that this is not a night game. Uh, it is a 330 game. I think that plays a big factor into it. And I also think that we're really going to find out a lot about both these teams. It's a defining moment for both of these teams yes. here about which way their season's going to go. Uh, and I think it's going to be close. Mine is just my, more of my comfort level, I think. Um, do I want to take an Iowa team who, like you said, uh, undeserved, this is an undeserved title, hasn't played anybody. I hate that title. Well, yeah, and, and the one team they did play was Wisconsin. Yeah, who who's terrible. Hasn't shown to be that talented. So. Um, I'm just going to go with the the bigger brand name, I guess. I don't know. We're, you know what I mean? The smarter decision with my money. Uh, I'm going Penn State, and I, it could burn me in the back end, but screw that game. Let's talk about a game I really wanted. Are you still more to continue? I wanted to rattle off some defensive stats here for Iowa. 
Uh, surrendering an average of 14 points per game, which is fifth fewest in the nation. They allow an average of just 79 rushing yards per game, third fewest in college football. Miles Sanders is going to struggle, and they've given up an average of just 178 yards per game, 19 fewest in the NCAA. So I've just been really impressed, and, and also shutting out Maryland last week, and the fact that uh, Penn State just has, has, has looked lost. So that's all I got to say about that. Well, may the best man win. Brad. Um, mm-hmm. So the game I'm really excited about is a game that's really confusing to me here. We have a Washington State team that just had game day in Pullman. They destroyed, made a top prospect look like a high school JV quarterback. With Washington State, their right mind, they are looking at it. Every statistical category you want at, they are better than Stanford besides rushing yards. And that's just because... Washington State is averaging over 400 yards in the air per game. You and I are seeing the same thing here. I can't believe that Washington State is going at Stanford plus three and a half. And Stanford hasn't even looked good this year. No. Bryce Love's not even really getting the ball. He's playing hurt. Bryce Love might not even play this week. Right. And he came out of the game last week. Might not play this week. Exactly. Uh, I don't see Stanford being an intimidating away uh, uh, road game right now for Washington State. They no, got all the momentum going in. Especially no Bryce Love. Justin Herbert. God, they just destroyed. got destroyed by that Cougar defense. And, and that's what I wanted to bring up. Let's not talk about Minshew for a second. Let's yeah. talk about the Cougar defense last week. Are you kidding me? My God. In the God. college game day game, you give up zero points in the first half to the Oregon offense? Oh, my God. Oh, the, the great stats here for Washington State that most people probably are, are just going to breeze past. But they've covered every game this season. Um, but one that I really, really love, two, I guess you would say, Four and one against the spread in their last five on the road, and four one and one against the spread in their last six versus Stanford. That was the one that I had. The against spread stats against Stanford is really promising, and this is probably the best matchup that they've had with them in a while. Dude, any team averaging four hundred yards per game through the air, and they're six and one. I'm going to take them over the run team who has a banged up running back. Vegas has to be seeing something, but I'm not seeing it. No, dude. I expect this line to balloon the second they say um, Bryce loves out. Miles, this kind of reminds me of um, – and, and don't think that I'm comparing the two teams, but it compares the situations of when Dylan's hurt for um, Boston College. How When he was banged up for that stretch when they lost the two games, they their offense was nothing. And they have a comparable quarterback like KJ Costello, but it's the same thing. They, this is not a good Stanford team. They're They're good, but not – not good. They're not, not what I thought they were. Exactly. I'll tell you that right They now. let me down. All right, let's go on to our final game here. We have a Saturday night football on ESPN ABC, the sixth-ranked Longhorns, minus three and a half at Oklahoma State. I have a lot to say about this game. Go first, then. Okay. Take the floor. First of all, uh, Ellinger might not play for Texas, and that's going to be a key uh, storyline to follow here in this game. If Shane Bouchelle gets the start for the Longhorns, even if he doesn't, even if Ellinger does play, because that means he'll play hurt. But I think Bouchelle's going to start. And I think Texas is going to struggle. And I'm going to tell you why. Texas, you know what? How about any team in the Big 12 right now is going to struggle against Big 12 opponents? In big games, in big situations like this. Oklahoma State is 1-3 in the Big 12, all right? They're out of the Big 12 conference race. But, Mike Gundy and company... Has Texas coming in here? They're going to be up for the game. There's a reason that the line is set at three and a half. It's because Vegas knows that the Cowboys are going to be competitive. Oklahoma State can score with the best of them. 
They rank 13th in the nation in passing yards per game and 16th in the nation in points scored. Now, we know the Big 12 doesn't play any defense. Just watch the Texas-Oklahoma game to see what kind of defense they're playing in the Big 12, Brad. Well, I don't know if playing any defense is the right statement. That Texas-Oklahoma game, Texas played great defense until the very end. They gave up 45 points. They played great defense until the very end. They scored, what, 30-something points in a matter of four minutes? Right, they gave up 45 points. They played great defense until that moment. Right. When they thought they the game— They didn't play great defense when, in the game because they gave up 45 when points. When they thought the game was wrapped up. how many points did Oklahoma up? give up? When they— th- Oh, I'm not saying Big 12. I'm just saying, I'm just saying— this statement, this Texas team is a very good team. I think they're only averaging 23, they're only averaging allowing 23 points per game or somewhere around there. Yeah. Listen, all the stats, all the trends, all the spreads are going to tell you to take Texas. I'm, I'm just telling you here on the fourth game, one of the games I picked, I got a feeling about Oklahoma State here uh, that they might even pull off the upset. Well, take, take your feelings, take your feelings and go look at two games that should, that you need to go rewatch. I, I rewatch highlights from, I'm going to be frank with you. Mm-hmm. I've only watched one one Oklahoma State game from start to finish. And that was the Texas Tech game. And I was like, that might be a fluke. So I went back and I looked, I watched the highlights from the Kansas State game. Terrible loss. Both of those are terrible losses, Miles. And one thing that 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 stood out to me is if there's solid defenses, Oklahoma State can get can get let down. Cornelius can let them down. Justice Hill can be stopped. Missouri State was scoring points. My thing, okay, when I first was analyzing this game, I was like, well, Texas' offense is not all that good. Especially if they're playing their backup quarterback. Yeah, but then, okay, thank goodness he says. I'm going to retract my statement if freaking Ellinger's not in, but Missouri State moved the ball on Oklahoma State like Missouri State was in the SEC. So that doesn't make me as worried for Texas' offense. Because if Texas' offense is not better than Missouri State's offense, then, I mean, Missouri State still got beat by 19 points, but right. you know what I mean. No, I mean, I see they're, they're giving up points. I mean. Yeah, I just think Texas has a better defense than Oklahoma State's offense. And they probably do, but. You got a feeling when you got a feeling, you got I'm, I'm, I'm saying that uh, upsets are happening a lot in culture ball, and I just don't see Texas as a playoff team. I don't. Um, and I think that they're looking ahead to their tough November schedule. The That's coming ahead. up because they play all the big boys in November. So, yep, they have so a this tough is a very easy game to uh, to look ahead here. So, and, and, and like I said, especially with uh, their quarterback issues right now, and I don't think Bouchelle's a good quarterback. So oh, he's terrible. Yeah. So if he's so if he's in the game, uh, and, and the Cowboys have a good uh, pass rush, t- I'll tell you right now. Uh, I don't have stats for you, but uh, I know that they they've been getting after the quarterback, and that is does not bode well uh, for the backup quarterback there at Texas. All right, so we actually disagree on two games there. I think that's the first time in a while that we've been in disagreement. So it's exciting. Yeah, it is very exciting. Let's uh, let's find, figure out what this what's the spread in these uh, NFL games here, Miles. The first one, the revenge game of the revenge game. <laughs> we have the Saints wow. at the Vikings. Saints are laying one and a half. I mean, Vikings are laying one and a half points. Miles, we got um, a defense in in Minnesota that's not as good as we thought it'd be this year. And pretty much an offense in Minnesota that's not as good as we thought it would be. But they're doing doggone pretty good. Where's your money line, Miles? I don't think that the Vikings are going to have any trouble scoring in this game because I actually think Kirk Cousins is playing pretty well right now. And New Orleans is allowing 27.2 points per game, which is the sixth worst in the NFL. Yes. Something that a lot of people are forgetting because we want to look at their offense and say how great they're playing. And they are. It is a great offense. They're a boatload of points. Right. Look at the Patriots. Same story. They, They do also have a great offense, but they're not playing very good defense. Minnesota, 
And, and also, I've been betting on Minnesota over the past couple of weeks, and they've been covering every week. Yeah, recently they're at home. doing pretty good. Sun, uh, Sunday night football at home. I'm going with the home team at such a small spread. It's basically a pick 'em. So I'm going with the home team. I'm going Miles, with the today is going to be a great day because one of our stats is going to get high, one is going to get low. Miles, in the last five games, Saints are four and one against the spread. Well, they started zero and one against the spread, so I guess we'll do the whole season four and two against the spread. Does make some more sense? Um. Drew Brees plays very, very well primetime games. This is only comes down to, I'm not worried about the home team, the way team, because I think both quarterbacks are playing at pretty pretty high levels. But if I'm just going to be have more confidence in one quarterback versus the other, I'm have more confidence in, in Drew Brees on a Sunday night than I am Kirk Cousins. And that's all I need. That's Payback fair. game, let's go. Saints are rolling. Uh, looking to be probably... One of the best teams, probably maybe the only team in the NFC to uh, challenge the Rams there for the conference. So Ready for the revenge game. Uh, also, Vikings, they play well at home. 29-11-1 against the spread. They lost 41 games at home. And it's Sunday night. You know what they say. Anything happens on Sunday night. Anything happens. And I, think, carry I think this is Drew Brees' year. Um, I'm not saying it's his year for <laughs> winning the Super Bowl, but it's his year to have the spotlight. And guess what? That spotlight's going to be shining after what he did last week by beating every single team in the NFL. They're going to have some crazy other Drew Brees story. Be ready. All right, let's move on to one where I think we're going to agree. We have the Green Bay Packers uh, at the Rams. Rams are nine and a half point favorites. Largest underdog line that Aaron Rodgers has ever had as a Green Bay Packer. That's surprising. Packers stink. But they're terrible. They're terrible. Rams are at home. They will not stop steamrolling teams. No. I think the only reason that the line is set only at nine and a half is because of Aaron Rodgers. Yes, absolutely. Rams minus nine and a half. All day. Rams minus nine and a half. And listen, take this BS trends out of here. Like two and six against the spread in the last eight games at home versus Green Get that out of here. Green Bay is garbage. They can't cover anybody. And the receivers act like they don't want to play. Randall Cobb is probable. But I don't think he's the difference maker in this game. They they can't get the run game figured out. If I'm if if I'm coaching Green Bay, I'm running Aaron Jones. I'm not doing this running back by committee. But guess what the problem with running Aaron Jones is? You know, the opposite team knows you're running the ball because he can't pass protect. And the Rams' rushing game is just too hard to ignore. Todd Gurley is literally outgaining teams. Yes. Uh, they lead the NFL in rushing yards per game, 153. They're controlling the clock. They rank fourth in points allowed per game, by the way, at 18.3. I mean, they have it all. This is a complete Rams team. A very good. That's why they're undefeated. And that's why they're undefeated. And that's why I think they'll continue to be undefeated. Only losing two games against the spread. One was a fluke, and the other one was just a heck of a battle. All right, that's an easy one. What do we got next? Uh, we got Ravens minus one and a half at the Carolina Panthers. Miles here. I think this Panthers team is going to come out with another surprise victory. I'm going Panthers minus one and a half, and I think the Panthers are going to win Probably by four or five. All right. We're in agreement here. All right. I was, I was a little worried. Yes. Uh, but I, I'm also going with the Panthers here, plus one and a half. There's a lot of hype right now around the Ravens. Yes. De- deservedly so. I, I had them winning the division. I still think that they Flacco's can do that. playing great. Best defense in the country, uh, in the league. Yes. By far. Yes. Are we just forgetting the fact that they lost to the Browns 12 to nine a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. I mean, this is not a dominant Baltimore Ravens Not at team. all. And Carolina plays really well at home. All right, they're eight no straight up in their last eight home games, and in that span, they're six and two against the spread, winning their home games by an average of eight points. They're a different team at home. Yes, and the Panthers have broken my heart already a couple times this season, going with them. 
but I'm confident here. Also, a lot of uh, experts out there down on Cam Newton this year because of his passing stats, but they're forgetting about the rushing stats. Yes. All right? He's running the hell out of the he ball. He makes up for it because he knows how to ch- – um, how do I say this? Like, he knows how to challenge in an NFL defense. Yes. Because you really have to prepare for him. There's not a lot of quarterbacks that you get to prepare for like Cam Newton. And when Christian McCaffrey is on, they're unstoppable. That's the team is really and you know who's really well. coming to their own this season? Devin Funches. Yeah. Oh, Greg Olson, I think Greg Olson coming back has opened up Devin Funches more because instead of the teams just uh, preparing for Devin Funches, now they prepare for Greg Olson. Greg Olson, I don't even think, has a, more than 45 yards all season um, in a game, but I'm really liking Carolina here. Rivera, he's doing his thing. Eric Reed is a very welcomed addition to that team, by the way. The way they get Thomas Davis back, too. My God, that was what, last week? God. And I think the line is going to continue to move in favor of the Panthers. I think the Ravens, by game time, will be two two point favorites, maybe two and a half. Yeah. I think that's where the money will continue it. to go because of what the experts are saying. And that's going to make that Panthers bet even easier. All right. What are we ending with? Miles, here? we are going to talk about the team with a terrible record, but the second best against the spread stats in the nation. That is Browns. They are plus five and a half. You see how I said it that one? At the Steelers. We don't care who's the favorite. We care where the, where the Browns number is. How, how much the Browns need just to lose by less than seven and a half? Seven and a half, right? Yeah, seven yeah. and a half. Miles, where are you going? Okay, so the Browns five and two against the spread this year. Holy moly. Second best in the NFL. I mean, are you kidding me? Seven weeks into the season, the Cleveland Browns have played four overtime games. You know what that, that, that tells me? It means that they compete with anybody on the field. Maybe they're not finishing the games. You, you can see the look on Baker Mayfield's face last week that yep. they're having trouble finishing games. Bro, I'm going Browns plus seven and a half. Now, let me be honest with you, Brad. I would not be surprised if they won this game. Call me crazy. But if you would have told me that I would have been saying that at the beginning of the year, when I was so down on the Browns, they've been impressive because they've been competitive. And not only that, this is a division game. They're playing well in the division matchups. They, Like I said earlier, they beat the Ravens. Yes. They tied the Steelers. Yes. Almost beat the Bucks. Yeah. Okay, well, let's not, let's not have the Bucks in that conversation. Browns are, I, I don't understand what, what your beef with the Bucks are. The Bucks knocked off, knocked off the Saints. They knocked hey, the off. the Bucs and the Bengals played this week. They knocked off the, they knocked the Eagles. I know. We'll find out which team's shittier. Browns are 3-0 against the spread in their last three games against the Steelers. Another one that I like. And also, the Browns are leading the NFL with 20 takeaways, takeaways yes. and a turnover differential at plus 10. That alone is going to keep them in any football game you got. If Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb can just put together a decent performance, they'll cover this. Miles, I'm going the exact opposite of you. And, you know, I'm not even going to buy the hook. I don't care about the seven. I don't care about the point five. I'm going Steelers winning this game 35-17. In the, there's two reasons behind that. I, I, don't get me wrong. The Browns are a great team to bet on. Everyone out there, if, you, if, you're, if you're, you know, strapped for cash, I'd probably bet on Miles. Uh, I'd probably go Miles' way, but I'm basing most of my judgments off of the Steelers coming off the bye week and getting to play this bye, this post-bye week game at home. Um, I really do like what the Browns are doing, so kudos to that organization. They might just be 2-4-1, and one, but if this were hockey, their record would be way better because they have a lot of overtime losses. Say what you need to say. That's all I have to say. I had 35-17. to 17. I, I don't care. They have no Le'Veon. James Connors is... Doing great. They're going to have some crazy play designs for Antonio Brown to get him fed in more in this game. Don't be surprised if you see a multiple touchdown performance from Antonio Brown this game. I just think we're going to see more turnovers from Roethlisberger in this game. He had four turnovers against his Browns team in week one. Yes. That's that's what another thing that is attracting me. You think the Browns are going to be competitive against this team twice and this time at home? 
With seven and a half, yes. I think I think that they can keep it within seven and a half. I think they get steamrolled. Well, I think that's the first time in a very long Wait, time that we go ahead. If the Bucks weren't so shitty, if the Bucks knew how to close out games, they would have steamrolled the Browns too. They were up big, and I think that. But they didn't. No, listen. I think the steel. I don't. I don't. Th- what I'm saying is, I don't think it was the Browns who came back on the Bucks. Okay. And I think the Steelers, if they get up early, they will keep being up. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, we will check back next week and let you know how we did. Let's go into our final segment. The Super Dogs. Miles. I have my first lead in the Super Dog section, uh, I think, ever. Ever. Like, since we started. Miles. Congratulations. (laughs) I was trying to go wire to wire for the rest of the podcast. (laughs) Miles sitting with 29 points now in the Super Dogs. Brad sitting with 28 points. You did have one point. You had a great call. North Carolina plus 10.5 over Syracuse. They almost win the game, but they do And cover. I still would have been leading if they didn't freaking lose in overtime. 40 God. to 37, Syracuse. Uh, one that we both had here, uh, Maryland over Iowa plus 9.5, but Iowa takes care of business, 23-0. And then you went against Arkansas again, but this time it did not work out. You had Tulsa plus 7, and they also lost 23-0. Wait, Tulsa has one of the highest points per game in their conference at like 29, I think it's 27.9 points per game. I'm, I'm just spitballing. I can't remember the exact stat, but it's like in the t- high 20s. They got blanked. <laughs> and then over on uh, the other side here, I had uh, the two points from SMU plus seven over Tulane. They win 27-23. And I'll tell you right now, if you're looking for upset specials or values in the money lines, go in the American Athletic Conference. Find games in that conference because you and I are getting yes. a lot of dogs yes, coming yes. out of that conference. Uh, so... If you're looking for some value this weekend, that's where to look. And then I, I had TCU plus eight and a half over Oklahoma. Oklahoma takes care of business, fifty-two to twenty-seven. Brad, what do you got this week? Miles, let's start with my dogs. Hold on, I got to make sure I only got three listed. Okay, I was struggling. I had a list of five, and I narrowed it down to three. Um, first, I'm gonna start with probably be the surprise bet because it's uh, Boston College gets a home game versus Miami. They're only a three and a half point favorite. I got Boston College plus three and a half. Miami's coming into town. Miami stinks, man. And I'm so glad you were right at the beginning of the season because I was so wrong. I thought they'd be way better than this, but no, they're trash. They don't know who to play at quarterback. Their defense Virginia is Virginia Tech leading that division. They're, yeah. Three known the ACC. Virginia Tech is to play again today. My next dog is, regardless if their starter quarterback plays or not, I just think this Texas Tech team is playing with a lot of heart this season. I got Texas Tech plus three and a half at Iowa State. My last game, this team should be the favorite. I don't care if it's a road game, and I don't care if Missouri just destroyed somebody. Kentucky getting seven points at Missouri, a run team. I looked. I looked around everywhere when I saw this line. I'm like, is is Benny Snell not playing? I looked. Was he hurt? Did he die? Did he leave the team? Seven points. Missouri's trash. Those are my dogs. Brad, what? We have the same exact picks. <laughs> no way. Three for three. Oh, my God. Three for three. Tell me all of the games. That, how many games are happening in Division oh One this weekend? Oh, my God. That I is mean, crazy. At least 40 games. We have the, the exact same, same three. picks. Holy crap. All right, so I'm going to tell anybody listening to this podcast here, if you are looking for some money, you are looking for <laughs> some value, if this was ever a week where you're going to put some money down on our dogs, Bang it. take them this week. Because I'm telling you right Bang now, it. first of all, let's start with Kentucky. Why are they not the favorite in that football game? I searched. I feel like there's such a bias against Kentucky right now. Yes. Is Snell injured? 
No. Is, 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 is anybody not traveling? Did the coach die? I mean, what Taylor's the hell? Taylor's quarterback? Plus seven? God. Plus seven? I mean, at the very least, they're going to cover. Yes. My God. That's easy. Like in Texas Tech, plus four. Like in Texas Tech. I like that a lot. Yeah. Texas Tech, whichever quarterback plays, doesn't matter to me. Texas Tech is the better team. They're playing with passion. That defense is way better than your typical Texas Tech defense. And then Boston College gets Miami at home. They can control the game with their running uh, attack. A.J. Dillon's a stud. And Miami is struggling. They don't know how to run the ball. They don't know how to throw the ball. When Miami had a chance to come back in that Virginia game, I, I I bet Miami I didn't bet the game I bet Miami second half because it was so favorable. When they had a chance to come back, I was like, oh, if they come back, whether they lose by three or not, I still win the game. I had never been let down by a team so bad in my life where they couldn't. They had three chances to move the ball down the field. One of them they started at, at um, their own forty five, and they couldn't do anything offensively. And you think it's because Virginia's defense is that good? I know they have a solid defense, but no, God. Well, do you know why I'm so happy? Because you go in with another lead. I'm going to go in with another lead next weekend. Congratulations. That's why it's a fun game. Now you got two weeks up on me. So, guys, like we said, name change to What's the Spread. If you want to find us online, it's www.whatsthespread.net. We're going to keep our old podcast website links up, but it will send you over to whatsthespread.net. Guys, I am loving everything that we've done in, together as a, a unit. We're making money. We're having fun. Just be sure to be on the lookout for new new graphics, new logos, new everything. But you know what? The same old two awesome things.